Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Okay, let's see. It's 31 January. I can't believe January is over. It's, it seems like it just started, and uh, 31, it must have been a, not a great month. Well, you know what I'm talking about, but uh, Sunday, time for the Prophecy Update of the Week, and we got all kinds of people that came to visit here today. I've got uh, Dave and Kathy Zinn, and they come from Red Wing, Minnesota, and then we have a couple others from Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is Jeff and Barb Johnson. They've been here before. And then we have Paul and Paula, and they brought their friend. They've been here before, but they brought their friends from Nashville, Tennessee, who are Derek and Debbie Cunningham. And did I got all that right? Okay, good. And then we got best sisters who were here from uh, a couple years ago, and I apologize for not remembering them, but it's Caroline and Connie, and they've come to visit uh, Beth, who attends, and it's her birthday today. She turned 35. And so <laughs> we're celebrating that at the... Uh, the wonderful news of her birthday. And so welcome to all of you. I appreciate the effort and uh, we're a little off today. I was telling the uh, congregation just a moment ago that my computer went down yesterday and it's been a really long, stressful uh, 15 or so hours. And so I'm going to ask over the next 15 days until I get a new computer, which is supposed to arrive, we ordered it last night, uh, the next 15 days, if you would not send any emails at all to me, I, none, because I have very limited capability with an old computer. And uh, so I, I, I'm not going to be able to answer emails. I may be able to answer a few, but everything is slow. Everything is backed up. And uh, the work that I have to do normally during the week, which might take uh, 70 hours, is going to take me probably 95. So please just hold off on any emails. Um, I uh, last week mentioned podcasts, that there was a Catholic person that was doing podcasts that went to the highest rating on Apple Podcasts, Okay. And I said that if anybody would want to do a podcast, you know, to be in competition with that type of thing, because we need somebody with a Protestant view or a, you know, a biblical view of the Bible, somebody emailed and said that the, the Catholic guy does a good job of it. I don't know. I didn't listen, um, but uh, I, I put that out. One person that I know, Joyce Lester, who has been here before, there, she's up in Atlanta. She sent me a uh, a podcast from BibleTrack.org, and she says that's a pretty good one if you want to listen to BibleTrack.org. I do not recommend it because I have not listened to it, but she recommended it. So if you hear something wrong, don't blame me. I'm just simply saying she sent that on to me, and she seems sound in her doctrine. She was very well read in the Bible, so I would assume that's correct. But one other thing happened because I mentioned starting a podcast last week is it a gentleman from England, Daniel Higgins, somebody I've known for quite a while, never heard his voice before, but he uh, emailed me right after church and he said, I want to start doing a podcast and I will uh, uh, begin with Genesis 1 and we'll just go from there. And uh, he sent me three this week and they are so outstanding, I could not believe it. You know, anytime you have a British voice, it, it sounds like they know what they're talking about anyway. That's why we have <laughs> James Bond instead of Jimmy Bond and we got, you know, but... Uh, uh, it really, it was exceptional. And so I told him, do it, and it's not online yet. He wants to get a week's worth 
online or I'm done before he goes online. And the reason why is because, you know, if he gets sick or something, he can always have a day off or whatever. And it is so outstanding that when this comes out, I am going to recommend everybody subscribe to this podcast. It is that good. The first thing I did when I got him is I sent him to Sergio and Rodo over in Israel. And I said, listen to this. They're, they're outstanding. So, and they're only a couple minutes long, about eight to 10 minutes, like I said, it should be. And he did that and they are, they're fantastic. So there you go with that. Okay. Our first category as always is Israel. From the Times of Israel, IDF to hold massive exercise this summer simulating full-scale multi-front war. If you've ever read the book of Revelation or if you're going through the studies with us right now, you know that Revelation chapter 9 details exactly that. And they're getting ready for whatever comes against them, and they will be ready because it says in the Bible that they will come through that. Um, uh, If Revelation 9 is speaking specifically of Gog Magog, Uh, It does say that a third of mankind will be killed. And the term mankind can mean anything. Uh, The the particular Greek word, my guess is that it would mean one-third of Israel. We know that in the tribulation period, two-thirds of Israel are going to be killed. Does that mean now that one-third of the people of Israel will be killed or one-third of the combatants of Israel? I would assume Revelation chapter 9 is speaking of the combatants that go to war against this great coalition. One-third of them will die. And I give a reason for that during the commentary, which is building up into chapter 10 and then even into chapter 11, is that Israel does not repent of their current sins. And of course, then the two witnesses come and witness and they're martyred in the street, etc. So uh, having said that, this is something that Israel is getting ready for and it is going to happen. So I thought it was a great article. It's relevant to what's coming in the world probably pretty soon. Every branch of the military will take part. This will be the first time that the military holds a drill of this scope. The structure of the exercise, which is being put together now, will include a scenario of a multi-front campaign in both the North and the South in accordance with up-to-date and worst-case scenarios. The military said the purpose of this general staff-level exercise was to increase the IDF's preparedness and fitness for war. The announcement of the drill was also seen by Israeli defense commentators as a message to Iran and its proxies. According to the IDF, both conscripted and reservist units from every regional command branch and directorate will take part in the exercise. In the air at sea and on land, along with representatives from the Cabinet, Defense Ministry, National Emergency Management Authority, Foreign Ministry, and other security services. So, there you go with that. And we know that they are going to prevail in these battles that are coming against them. The Lord has said that Israel will stand, and they will. But they still have to go through the tribulation period in the process until they as a nation call on Jesus as their Lord. And that will be coming Thank God for that. Uh, He's faithful to his covenants even when we are not faithful to them. And uh, it's a real reassurance to go through the uh, Old Testament scriptures and to see how faithful God is. And then even to this day, he is keeping them as a people just as he promised. And that is a note to all of you that if you are saved, he will keep his end of the bargain even if you do not. But I would ask that you would because you're the one that has to stand before him for your rewards and losses. What have you done for the Lord during your life? Well, I'll have to face him on that. From the Epic Times, 
Israel opens embassy in the United Arab Emirates, expanding the new relations. They've, been, they've made this deal, they've been working it out, now they have the embassy open. Israel's foreign ministry said the embassy would be in a temporary office while a permanent location is prepared. The UAE cabinet on Sunday approved the establishment of an embassy in Tel Aviv in Israel. State-run WAM News Agency reported. They did not make Jerusalem their decision. That's too bad, but that's okay. At least they're putting their embassy in Israel. Since formally establishing ties, the two countries have already established direct flights and exchanged numerous trade delegations, while thousands of Israeli tourists have visited the UAE. That's all on hold right now. There's no flights in or out of Tel Aviv. They've locked it down as of last Monday. The reason why I know that is because our friends, Sergio and Rhoda, left last Monday. They arrived in Israel. They were the last plane to arrive. And guess what? They were the last ones off of the plane. And as they were leaving, because they were the last people through, the news was there to talk to them. And they asked all kinds of questions, and they gave their answers, and the news people turned away and went to somebody else because they didn't give the answers that they were expecting. They were, yeah. So uh, it was kind of a funny situation with them. But, uh, yeah, they're locked down in uh, the Holy Land. So from all Israel news, health crisis. Israel's public hospitals facing collapse. These are public hospitals, not the private ones that are government-funded. Now, they have some of the finest hospitals in all of the world over there. Okay, and these private hospitals are, the public's, it says public are facing collapse. I'll read this in a minute. But their hospitals are, are premier. People from all over the world will fly to Israel to get treatment there. And here we go with this. Hadassah announces it will not receive any more COVID patients. They can't afford it, so they're not going to take them in. Israel's independent, I said private, but independent public hospitals are on the verge of collapse and in desperate need of funding to continue their fight against the coronavirus. Last week, during a dramatic protest outside of the finance ministry in Jerusalem, the managers warned that they will no longer be able to run their hospitals without help from the government. Hospital directors say they are already short on qualified personnel, while at the same time cannot even afford to pay current staff. Without sufficient support, they will be forced to go into emergency mode, providing only life-saving services. That's terrible for hospitals that have been the beacon of the entire Middle East for eons, okay? The directors claim. Just yesterday, Director General of Hadassah Hospital Ze'ev Rostin announced that the hospital will no longer accept COVID patients at Hadassah Ain Karim and that he will soon be forced to transfer current patients to other hospitals. Independent public hospitals are treated like orphans, whereas the government-owned hospitals are taken care of by the state and health funds. When we get into economic difficulties because of this emergency, we have to ask for donations, whereas the government hospitals get payments from the state. Now, being a socialist country, it doesn't surprise me that this is going on, and in fact, I would think that this is part of their plan, is to get, they want control of everything. They want their fingers, and just like the United States, the left in this nation wants their fingers in every single pie so that they get their cut of it. They are forcing these hospitals into going public or, you know, becoming a part of the government service. It's just a guess. I could be completely wrong on that, but it smacks of you know, something going on there that they have put their entire country into the longest lockdown of any country on this planet, and they're destroying their infrastructure. And why? Because of the exact same reason that our government is doing these type of things in all of the liberal states. 
all of them. My guess could be wrong. All Israel. Standard of living in Israel drops 22.7% in 2020. Largest drop in 20 years. The middle class was reportedly hardest hit. There won't be any middle class, which is exactly what the left wants all over the world. While the situation for the 10% at the bottom of the socioeconomic ladder improved due to financial assistance from the government, which is exactly what they want to do. They want to fund the poor people, get them to a point where there's no middle class, but everybody's just comfortable in their government housing with their government checks every week, and so they won't cause trouble. How do I know this? Is because we, who go down to the projects every single Saturday, have seen it for years and years and years. The government keeps these people in bondage. If you make enough money, they kick you out, but you don't have enough money to have your own place to stay in. You got nothing. And so they just live off of what they get every month, and they live at a, almost a subsistence level. It's very sad the way the government destroys people and economies, but here we go. The last time Israel experienced such a dramatic and widespread drop in standard of living was during an economic recession caused by the second Intifada terror wave in 2001. I was there just still during the Intifada, and uh, it was kind of a depressing thing, but there was at least some industry going on. Adjusted for all financial aid granted during the studied pandemic period, Standard of living measured as disposable income fell by 4.4% in 2020. By comparison, in previous years, disposable income had risen annually by approximately 3 to 4%. The official poverty line defined in relation to median income in the NII report was lowered to 2,403 shekels, which is approximately $734 per person per month because of the dramatic decline in the standard of living in 2020. Consequently, and despite the increased poverty in absolute terms, the total number of people defined as poor paradoxically decreased slightly in relative terms, which so the government's pulling these things and they're getting the middle class out of the way. The socialist government wants control and so this is what they're doing. This is how these things work out. You can't tell me that their lockdowns have done any good at all. I'll tell you the question that was asked of my friends when they arrived. They said, were you uh, scared on the airplane? Were you scared coming back from the United States? And they said, no, not at all. No fear at all. And they said, well, why not? Well, where'd you come from? They said, we came from Florida. And they, they were here and they listened to the Prophecy Update last week where Florida did not lock down. California did lock down. And the numbers are almost identical in both states. And they've got all of these, you know, people in bondage out there. We got all these people in freedom over here. Hence, the church is full today. And no difference. And so they said, why should we worry about that? And the news service just simply walked away from them. They didn't, nothing to report there. Okay, Times of Israel. Facebook suspends Netanyahu's chatbot for seeking to ID unvaccinated Israelis. Social media giant also deletes posts by the prime minister over privacy violation, says its platform cannot be used to request medical information. I'd agree with them on this. I-24, Israel-Morocco signed direct flight agreement. Good job. This is all because of our previous president. And as I said, these things are going to keep happening over the next few months and even into the uh, end of the year, probably, between Israel and these nations. And what's going to happen is our current president is going to start taking credit for all of it, even though none of it would have happened without Donald Trump. None of it. From the Jerusalem Post, 17-year-old, I told you, you asked about this yesterday, 17-year-old in ICU after receiving second coronavirus vaccine dose. So that's just one of more coming later, but that one's in Israel. From Archiva, 63 people who received second vaccine dose contracted COVID-19. 
So 63 people got their second dose and they still got it anyway. All Israel. Israel conducting world's first study of anti-COVID vaccine on pregnant women. You think they would have done this before coming out and vaccinating all of these people. But now, after this, they're, oh, we're going to start studying these things after we've injected our population with this stuff. From the Times of Israel. Kosovo says it will formally establish diplomatic ties with Israel on February 1st, tomorrow. Good job, Kosovo. Okay, from Christian News, I got uh, Jana McEwen. Okay, she emailed me and she said she has finished all of the Genesis sermons and she had a lot of nice things to say. I'm not going to read them because I'm not here to blow my own whistle, but she was very gracious with her words. Thank you, Jana. And then Brandon Graydon just finished the number series and he's watched the doctrine series twice. He says, I feel much stronger in my faith. So uh, you will never feel that way ever. By watching Prophecy Updates. It's not going to happen. You might be angry at the government. You might think that uh, my beard is too long. I don't know what you're going to think, but you will never feel stronger in your faith by watching Prophecy Updates, okay? I encourage you to start watching the sermons. Start with Genesis. I had somebody email me yesterday that was here. He's uh, just from north of us, and uh, he's coming back down. I think he said on 22 February, if that's a Sunday. Anyway, he's coming with some friends, and uh, he said that he started watching the Genesis sermons, and I think he's up to number 30 or something. He says, I never knew Jesus was so all over the place. So I encourage you, if you want to know your Lord and you want to know doctrine, stop watching 4 million prophecy updates a week and at least get into some sermons. Okay, and then also Janice is looking to find out, and I told her, I have no idea. I'll ask. She, uh, I don't know how to do this or I would do it for um, She's looking to find out if anyone has the sermons, the superior word sermons on CD or DVD, okay? If you do, contact me and I will contact her and let her know your name and how you can interact. I don't even have, I don't know how to make a CD. I don't have a CD player except in the car. And so I can't help her with that. But if you do have that, that's something that she can use and listen to. She would appreciate it. Okay, from the Gateway Pundit. Pro-abortion group storms Catholic Church in Ohio, knocks over table, shouts profanities. I'm sure this made all of the big mainstream media news services. A far-left pro-abortion group disrupted a church at St. Joseph's Catholic Cathedral in Columbus, Ohio, on the anniversary of Roe v. Wade. The group of Marxists barged into the church, knocked over a table, and shouted profanities right while they're having their services. The Marxist protesters were emboldened by Biden's vow to codify Roe v. Wade on Friday. So there you go, the loving left. From CBS, FBI investigates, you probably did see this one in the news, uh, explosion at anti-LGBTQ church in California. And I'm sure they had their own spin on it if you did see it on the mainstream news. But uh, the FBI is investigating an overnight explosion at an L.A. County church. This is about a week ago, known for its anti-LGBTQ sermons. I kind of got a kick out of their uh, the name of their church. The First Works Baptist Church in El Monte, California, was the site of an explosion. The FBI believes an impoverished explosive device was involved. Uh, since the Mississippi church burnings way back when, the FBI it's mandatory that they get involved in church attacks, okay? But first works is in the Bible. It's in Revelation. Your first, your works are not as good as at the first, etc. Okay, I know I misquoted that. But if you're going to have a church, you might as well base it on grace, not on works, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, if you're going to have first works, it immediately sets up the, uh, the uh, supposition that you are not a grace 
Bible-believing church. So, you know, I mean, we're the superior word because this is God's superior word. That's why we call it that. But if you're going to have a name like something like that, I wouldn't call it First Works, okay? From Christian Headlines, citing political division, Russell Moore. Does anybody know who Russell Moore is? He's from the SBC. Uh, We have somebody here. Uh, Maybe she'll be here later. She wasn't at mission work yesterday either. She got two demerits for that. Now she's going to get two demerits for not being at church. But she is a part of the Southern Baptist Convention. And so I was going to barbecue her over that today, but I can't. So uh, she'll watch the update later, though, and she'll see that she's getting barbecued. Um, Dr. Russell Moore, president of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission of the Southern Baptist Convention, told Time Magazine in an interview as to how many families are divided over President Trump and politics generally. I don't know a single church that hasn't been, he added. For that reason, Moore contended that the biggest threat the church is currently facing is not secularism, but cynicism, and that we must recover the credibility of our witness. Moore, who has been opposed to the Trump presidency since 2015, explained how siding against the former president puts him in a lonely place. Poor him. As many high-profiled evangelical leaders like evangelist Franklin Graham stood by Trump's side. He also dismissed the claim from evangelical leaders who said that Trump converted to Christianity prior to being elected president. Okay, it is not a position that I find rational, especially when Mr. Trump has been very clear about his own spiritual journey or lack thereof. So now he's judging Trump's, uh, you know, salvation, which is one thing I don't do. I say this guy, I find it hard to believe that he's saved, but he's actually questioning it completely, you know, and that is totally between Trump and him. If Trump has said, I am a Christian, I leave it at that. And if this guy here says he's a Christian, I'm going to leave it at that. All right, but his stand is poor, in my opinion. All right, so it says, um, uh, Moore's lack of support for Trump has garnered criticism from his own denomination. In 2017, he lost funding for more than 100 Southern Baptist churches for speaking out against Trump during the presidential race in 2016. In an interview with Relevant Magazine, Moore said that he will be praying for wisdom and humility over Biden, along with the ability to unify So he won't support Trump at all from the beginning, and yet he's wanting to get into Biden's back pocket right now. I mean, this guy is, they need to get rid of people like this, or the Southern Baptist Convention is going to go totally south. They're on the way right now. They're going to be totally south. He goes on, um, uh, he needs to unify. We've got to get beyond this, he argued, to use the lyric from Larry Norman, do you really think the way to bring about peace is to sacrifice your children and kill all your enemies? What do you think that Biden is doing? What do you, I mean, it makes no sense. This guy must be out in la-la land. It's just absolutely crazy. That sort of mentality is politically short-term useful in America right now. And we have to have people who are willing to short-circuit that and say, I'm willing to listen to views I disagree with and to grow. That may be the case in the public spectrum, but it's not the case in the pulpit. You have a moral standard. You have that standard, which is the word of God, and you must hold to that. And I don't understand these people that would even allow him to continue in the Southern Baptist Convention at all. With one more interview or one more uh, preaching from the pulpit, he ought to be gone. Okay, he says, in light of his experience with Obama, Moore believes Biden will also be willing and eager to listen to people who disagree with him. I hope that's the way that he decides to be as president. Well, he's proven in the first 20 days that he has no desire to be at all 
accommodating of any opinion but his pen. That's it. Mideast and Africa. I-24. Israelis compete in Saudi Arabia's Dakar rally. Once again, I never would have thought you would hear anything like this, ever. I never in my life thought it, and here they're over there now in Saudi Arabia racing with other racers. Israeli driver, you know, when you're in uh, Israel and you go down to Elat, okay, and you're standing on the very point of Israel, you look off in that direction and there's Jordan. You look just a little farther and that's Saudi Arabia, they're right there. And then right over there is Egypt. You can see all of them just with your, your eyes, okay? And they've all hated each other and now they're participating. Israeli drivers participated in the latest Dakar rally in Saudi Arabia, a country with which the Jewish state has no formal diplomatic ties, but they will be coming, but hopes to normalize relations, uh, their manager said. The FN speed team took part in the 7,000-kilometer race in the Saudi desert with two drivers who hold both Belgian and Israeli nationalities. Certain members of the team, which is sponsored by the Israeli genealogy firm MyHeritage, had entered the Gulf Kingdom using Israeli passports. Now, when I was in the military, you could not fly anywhere to a Muslim country or if that plane had been to Israel. It was, it was just the most bizarre thing. You had to fly like here and then here, and, and then you could go into Saudi Arabia. They wouldn't eat. These people wouldn't even agree to disagree, much less do anything else. Uh, it, it, and now we have this going on, and it just... My head just almost can't wrap around it. Amazing. From Israel Hayom, UAE signs deal with U.S. to buy 50 F-35 jets. If you know the rest of the story, hold off. I'll get to it in a second. And 18 drones. Although the UAE and the United States were working to ink a deal before Biden took office, the Biden has said he will reexamine the agreements. One of the people said uh, the agreement was signed about an hour one hour before Biden was sworn into office. The document gave the UAE the chance to accept the negotiated schedule and configuration of the jets while also making the purchase request official. The UAE has had the paperwork for more than a week, the people said. So they've been sitting on it. They've been sitting on it. And finally, one hour before Biden was inaugurated, they signed it. Okay, the UAE and U.S. has once hoped to have a deal in place in December, but the timing of jet deliveries, their costs, the technology packages, and training associated with the deal extended negotiations, the people said. So, next article, just the title. All Israel News report. U.S. to freeze arms sales to the UAE and Saudi Arabia. Pause will give Biden administration chance to review deals made under Trump. So he's put it all on hold. Okay, we're not going to allow this right now. And then what he's probably going to do is they're going to go through with it. That'll be my guess. All right. And when they do, they will take credit for being the ones that got this deal over with them. Okay. It's, they're just, this is, you can see how these people want to function. They don't want Trump to get credit for anything. Nothing. From Globes, Iran targets Israel with growing number of cyber attacks since the start of December. Iranian sources have been responsible for a growing number of cyber attacks targeting Israel and the Israeli government and privately held companies in Israel and abroad. The vast majority of the attacks have been thwarted in their early stages, with others stopped later on, and as far as is known, no major damage has been inflicted. According to a senior Israeli defense source, after several years of defensive operations and building digital protection systems with the assistance of agencies in China and Russia, the Iranians have now moved into the attack phase. 
The source added that last month saw a substantial rise in attack activities. According to the source, disguised as a group of independent hackers, some linked to countries like Turkey, Iran has launched dozens of cyber attacks on Israeli sites, including government targets, most of which were neutralized early or failed to cause any real damage. An analysis of the attack shows that those against privately held companies were stopped at a slightly later stage, demonstrating the existing gap between the public sector and national infrastructures and the private and business sector. The global cyber war is being fought around us on digital battlefields and in recent years more than ever. In this war, Israel is on the front line against global rivals hidden by superpowers, the best known of them headed by Iran. The defense source said this is a battlefield in every sense, and so when they shoot at you, you shoot back. From the Jerusalem Post, UNRWA mistakenly, it's highlighted, mistakenly gave Palestinian kids textbooks calling for jihad. So it's just a mistake. They didn't mean to use your money to do this. The books went to hundreds of thousands of students, hundreds of thousands, and it was a mistake in the Palestinian Authority and Gaza. Many seem to be based on Palestinian Authority resources. Some mislabeled Israel as Palestine or erased the country from maps of the Middle East. One Arabic grammar book features phrases like jihad is one of the doors to paradise. Another reads that Palestinians are lions and fighting the enemies. One book, and these are for little kids, right? One book is a poem about how a raging fire awaits the occupation. While another states that the motherland is worthy of any kind of sacrifice, meaning kids go kill yourself for Allah. All right, and the enemy uh, committed heinous offenses against the Mujahideen, Arabic for anyone fighting a jihad or a holy war. A ninth grade social studies booklet accuses Israel of deliberately polluting Palestinian territories and spreading disease by dumping radioactive and toxic waste, the report said. UNRWA spokesman told the JTA that these and other texts were not in line with UN values. I'd say they're right in line with UN values. They just got caught at it. They mistakenly included as the agency rushed to supply students teaching aids during the COVID-19 lockdown. So they're blaming the lockdown for this now because the reason why I'm so cynical about this is because this has happened year after year after year. I mean, this is like the 10th year I've reported on this from Mongolia. I haven't been reporting for 10 years, so I think it's been eight, so can't be 10. All right, from Mongolia, watchers. Mongolia in the grip of one of its most extreme winters on record. Temperatures forecast to plunge to minus 58 degrees Fahrenheit. The severe cold has killed more than 500 camels in the central region, threatening livestock and leaving many herder families vulnerable. The extreme weather called Zud threatens the livelihoods and health of thousands of Mongolian herders residing in the country's remote provinces. The camel is said to be the most tolerant livestock of the Zud and drought. However, even camels are dying in our Sum this winter. Local herdsmen added that dozens of small livestock animals have been perishing almost every day. So, very sad for Mongolia. Daniel Twelve Technology. Hope for millions as paralyzed mice walk again after just two weeks of breakthrough gene therapy that regenerates damaged spinal cord nerves. This is amazing. They intentionally cut the nerves on these 
uh, rats and mice, and they can't walk. Their, their backs are all hunched down and everything. And then they have done treatments, and these rats are now walking again, completely normal. Experts stimulated the mice's nerve cells to regenerate using a designer protein. Nerve cells of the motor sensory cortex were induced to produce the protein. The mice were then injected with genetic information to create the protein. Went right in there and it created these new nerves and there they are running around doing their things again. From study finds, forget 5G, which is the big thing. Everybody was worried about 5G ruining the world and then all of a sudden um, uh, the commies, the, the Chinese sent off a 6G satellite so 5G is obsolete before it even starts. Forget 5G. Record-breaking laser signal from a satellite could be key to faster smartphone technology. You no longer need these wireless communications like 4G, 5G, and 6G because they have laser now. A new study shows that smartphones could speed up thanks to a record-breaking laser signal sent from satellites without any disturbance from the atmosphere. The researchers from Western Australia University say their work opens the door to using optical system via satellites, making communication faster, safer, and cheaper. The breakthrough offers hope of streaming videos such as Netflix or Hulu in even the remotest regions of the planet. Okay, the reason why I highlighted that is because that is exactly what Revelation chapter 11 says, that all people's tongues, nations, and uh, etc. will be able to see the two witnesses. It's going to happen somehow. This will take care of that. It is also a step forward in the development of driverless cars and a boost for future space missions to Mars and beyond. Current data connections we use in daily life, such as Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, or 4G, are based on radio frequency electromagnetic waves. Up to 100 times more information can be used when it is sent by light. But there's a snag. Just slight differences in pressure, and this is going from a satellite down to here, you got pressure differences, okay? So slight differences in pressure and temperature of the air changes the light's path. The international team got around this issue using a technique called phase stabilization. When I was in eighth grade, I wrote a report on phase stabilization. They need to use it for laser beams. And now they're, they must have just read my doctoral thesis on that. Of course I'm kidding, okay? Of course I'm kidding. All right, anyway, they're using phase stabilization, producing the steadiest beam in history. It could help us increase... You guys fell for that. She's over there believing me. What? Anyway, um, it could help us increase the data rate from satellites to ground by orders of magnitude. That's why it's so good for self-driving cars is because it takes a lot of information going into that car to know when to turn and where the turns are and all that kind of stuff, where the, the you know, the just all that stuff. Anyway, the next generation of big data gathering satellites would be able to get critical information to the ground faster. Potential advantages include being able to download video faster and better communications between smartphones and even spaceships. It will also improve security for the armed forces, making it much harder to eavesdrop on them because you can grab signals out of the air, but laser, you've got to be right in that stream at that moment. and You've got to have the, the keys that are probably much more developed going through light instead of, you know, by waves, whatever. So interesting stuff. And just the fact that it says they can do this anywhere on the planet was what really amazed me. They can go to exactly the way the Bible says. Everybody's going to see these two witnesses lying there dead in the streets for three days. They're going to witness it. Revelation plagues today. 
Epic Times, California resident dies hours after getting CCP virus vaccine. LifeSite, FDA, death, heart attacks, stroke, blood disorders, all possible side effects of COVID vaccine. A slideshow presentation compiled by the FDA in October contains an extensive list of possible side effects which are to be monitored in conjunction with administering a COVID-19 vaccine. Get yours today, kids. From Epic Times, vaccinated people must still obey CCP virus rules, the UK health secretary says. So you get your vaccines and you still have to be locked down. You still can't talk to anybody. You still can't smile or breathe. So it's just unbelievable. People who have been vaccinated against the CCP virus must continue to follow lockdown restrictions as they may still pass the virus on to others, Britain's health secretary said. Epic Times, Biden reimposes travel ban on European countries over CCP virus adds South Africa, says the White House. Okay, does anybody remember when Trump did that? He said, we don't want, and they, they blew up. You can't do that. That's the worst thing in the whole planet. You're, you're a terrible president. And he does it, not one word out of the mainstream media, not one word, okay? And then he adds in South Africa. Well, that's racist, isn't it? I mean, it's just terrible. The Biden administration will reimpose a travel ban on most non-American citizens entering the country from the UK, most European countries, and Brazil. South Africa will also be added to the list, said the White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki. Mail online. COVID cases, hospitalizations, and deaths continue to drop, but experts warn that more than 569,000 people will die by May 1st thanks to mutant strains. Keep them scared. CNBC. Here we go again. Moderna says booster shot needed for COVID variants. Moderna, it's all money, man. They're just making money. Every time you have a new variant, you got to have a new shot. You got to have a new whatever and more money for all these companies. Moderna said it's accelerating work on a COVID-19 booster shot to guard against the recently discovered variant in South Africa. Mail online, CDC issue sweeping national mask mandate on all public transport, including planes, ships, subways, and buses that will take effect on Tuesday. No government anything without a mask. NPR, as recall petition against Newsom nears required signatures, I think they need 1,400,000 signatures and they just went over 1,300,000. They never thought they'd get that many. Guess what happens? He suddenly and inexplicably rescinds state stay-at-home order. Guess what? They started when he said we need to lock the state down. They started in L.A. County with 2,000 cases a day. Now they're up to 6,000 cases a day, but it doesn't matter anymore because his job is on the line. Yeah. Zero Hedge. Suddenly optimistic, Fauci sees pandemic plateauing, feels liberated under the Biden admin. Zero Hedge. Wall Street declares the beginning of the end of the COVID crisis. Hey, we can get back to work now. Zero Hedge. Cuomo, New York ready to ease the pandemic restrictions after holiday spike. I think we're in a new place now. From the sun. Now they want to vaccinate your cats and dogs. What? Yeah, cats and dogs may need to get the COVID vaccine to curb the spread of the virus, a group of scientists has said. Coronavirus can infect a wide range of domesticated animals, and experts have said that giving pets the jab is a precaution to reduce the risks of the virus spreading further. I've got eight dogs. <laughs> Not one of them is going to get a COVID vaccine, okay? Not one of them gave you it. Not one of them gave me it either, that's right.
Morality Today from the Christian Post. Biden dissolves Trump's 1776 commission aimed at creating patriotic education. Georgia Star. Biden reinstates race-based diversity training in the federal government. Epic Times, Biden reverses transgender ban in military with executive order. CD, Biden signs transgender rights order forcing schools to allow boys in girls sports. Breitbart, feminists, Biden gender identity order, unprecedented attack on women's rights and liberty for everybody. You brought that up this morning. There it is. From the blaze, Biden commits on National Sanctity of Life Day to enshrine Roe versus Wade in federal law. Federalist, Anthony Fauci, do you know that he is the highest paid government employee in the nation? Yes, that's right. He pledges new administration's commitment to taxpayer-funded abortion at the World Health Organization. We're going to kill as many as possible, kids. Breitbart. ACLU wants to erase male, female sexes from ID documents. On IDs are nearly 20 states of already self-attestation and an ex-designation on IDs, the ACLU said. We're asking the Biden-Harris administration to issue an executive order to make it easier for trans and non-binary people to have accurate IDs. The ACLU website features Profiles of five people who are advocating for the X designation. They found five people that want this, and they're going to support it for the whole nation. Mail online. Disney Plus blocks under sevens from watching racist Peter Pan, Dumbo, and the aristocrats for breaching content advisories. Yes. Our other category. From the Superior Word News, I have never once mentioned QAnon. Ever. From the beginning, it's not something that I ever thought was realistic, and I knew there was something wrong with it, and I've come to my evaluation of it. Does anybody know what Operation Trust was? I bet he does. Operation Trust? The commies in Russia were looking to weed people out. And so what they did is they came up with a front called Operation Trust, and they said, we are the anti-government establishment. We're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. And they got all these people okay, to come out and say we're going to, and then they rounded them all up and got rid of them, okay. QAnon was an Operation Trust operation. There's no doubt in my mind about it. QAnon, this is my commentary, Superior Word News Services. QAnon was an Operation Trust initiative waged by the deep state. It had people who would otherwise work against the establishment think that there were people who were well-placed and fully capable of resolving the communist takeover of the United States. These imaginary people were supposedly looking out for the interests of the right and were outmaneuvering the enemy when, in fact, the enemy was using their idleness to their own advantage. The response to QAnon was a delusional euphoria that eventually would turn out okay in the end. It was the Communist Party's hopium tablet for those whose mouths were wide open to its luscious taste. With the defeat of Trump, the fully evident nature of the scam is exposed. And yet people still want to believe this nonsensical lie rather than face the truth. America has been fully taken over by communists. That's my commentary. From PM, Biden removes Trump order protecting U.S. power grid from China. Biden has rescinded a Trump admin protection of the U.S.'s power grid from foreign adversaries. 
through one of his ex several executive orders signed shortly after entering office. The executive order responsible aims at carrying out the key parts of Biden's environmental agenda. Section 7, subsection C of the order suspends a Trump admin executive order for 90 days called Securing the United States Bulk Power System. Sound like something reasonable to me. Passed in May 2020 to protect the U.S. power grid from foreign access. The following actions are prohibited. This is from his order, Trump's. Any acquisition, importation, transfer, or installation of any bulk power system electric equipment by persons or parties who may pose an undue risk of sabotage to or subversion of the design, integrity, manufacturing, production, distribution, installation, operation, or maintenance of the bulk power system in the United States. The measure was taken to ensure that the United States defense power grid was not exposed to enemies of the United States who could exploit an opening in access to hurt the nation. And Biden revoked it. From the Gateway Pundit, buyer's remorse. New Mexico's leaders, they're all liberals in New Mexico, not all the people, the leaders, say Biden energy bans will devastate state's economy. BizPAC review, insulting and disappointing. Unions show signs of voters' remorse after Biden reality sinks in. Several unions that eagerly endorsed Biden during the 2020 presidential election are now learning the hard way what it means to support Democrat policies. During his first day in office, the newly inaugurated president revoked the construction permit for the Keystone XL oil pipeline, thus destroying thousands of jobs. It's actually tens of thousands, and not just any jobs, but union jobs. That's right. Epic Times. Migrants increasing at concerning rate on southern border, says CBP agent. It's exactly what happened during Obama's administration. Here we are, right back where we were. As caravans build up in Honduras, migrants are increasing at a concerning rate at the U.S. southern border. Immigration is just a piece of the threat coupled with the pandemic health risk and other crimes along the border. The Laredo sector is one of nine CBP sectors along the southern border. It contains about 135 miles of the international border with Mexico. We have somebody that attends a Southern Baptist Convention walk-in right now. You could have gotten barbecued about 15 minutes ago, but we'll let you just watch the update and find out. From CBS, Biden. Americans who fear COVID-19 at work are entitled to jobless benefits. If you don't want to work because of COVID-19, you are entitled to jobless benefits. Did you know that? Biden is calling on the Department of Labor to make this clear. Workers are entitled to refuse employment that jeopardizes their health without sacrificing unemployment benefits. The issue is one that is played out differently state by state, with millions of Americans facing the choice of toiling at front lines of a deadly pandemic or losing their ability to put food on the table. So there you go. You can say, I'm afraid of COVID-19 and you continue forever to get your unemployment benefits, I guess until they run out or something. But having said that, what was I just going to say about that? Hang on here. We have um, facing, all right, it went out of my mind, so we'll just go on. Epic Times, Chicago teachers reject reopening plan. That's what I was going to say about it. 
That's exactly what I was going to say about it. In Florida, we'll get to Chicago in a second. In Florida, we have all of these liberal teachers down in West Palm Beach County, okay? And none of them want to go back to work. They are refusing to do it. And yet they've got all of them, somebody on social media gathered all of their pictures of them going to Jamaica, partying, going to big parties during the supposed COVID-19 crisis. These people don't care at all about COVID-19. What they care about is not doing their jobs and getting paid for it. Sitting at home and pretending to be teachers of your children and doing absolutely nothing about it. Okay. Same thing in Chicago. Epic Times. Chicago teachers reject reopening plan. Refuse to return to in-person work. Thousands of Chicago's public school teachers refused to return to classes, halting the effort to bring back in-person learning to the city. The move comes after the Chicago Teachers Union announced that its members have voted to defy Chicago public schools reopening plans and continue to work virtually out of their online classes. And unfortunately, they're union, so you can't fire them, because if you could, every one of them should go. Every one of them. Amen. Zero Hedge. Amazon demands. Now, think of the irony of this, okay? Amazon demands in-person union vote after arguing <laughs> mail-in ballots raise risk of fraud. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Surprise! Mail-in ballots raise the risk of fraud, according to Amazon. The Seattle-based online retail giant formally requested that a group of Alabama warehouse trying to form a union be requested to vote in person rather than by mail. Why do you think they want this? It's not because they care about in-mail voting. It's because they want to identify who these people are and get rid of them. That's why. The company also requested a postponement. They're going to see them coming in with their cameras. They're going to say, well, we know when that vote was cast. And they, they got it all figured out. There's no doubt about it. Even if it's a, a, what do you call it, a secret vote, they're still going to know who it is. The company also requested a postponement of the vote so that the NLRB can consider its earlier ruling, which gives workers the next two months to vote by mail. Oh, can't have that. Daily Wire. Biden cancels President Trump's executive order lowering price of insulin. Epic Times. Chicago restaurants, bars officially resume indoor service. Zero Hedge. One city has an office market that is even more dire than New York's. Which is it? Anybody know? What city is more dire than New York? Hey, who said that? San Francisco. Good job. Yeah, going right down the tank. Okay. As, yeah, shocking. But I'll tell you, as we were talking, I was talking to the gentleman in back and his wife earlier. The problem with it is, is they all leave places like that and they come to places like Florida and they continue to vote Democrat. Okay, let's see here. Mail online. <clears throat> Joe Biden wants $4 billion in aid for Honduras, El Salvador, and Guatemala to reduce migration. Mexico's president, AMLO, reveals. We have billions of dollars that have been allocated to build that wall or that, yeah. And guess what? He canceled that. Last Tuesday, there's no more wall building. All funds have been taken away. Instead, he wants to take $4 billion, which is more than was budgeted, and he wants to send it down to them. Okay, I've got a lesser cure for you. We'll see if you can figure out what they are writing about. Now we're told cats and dogs need the shot, lest the virus of fame go to pot. This whole thing ticks me off. Pardon me while I scoff. With insanity, this is all fraud. There you go. Okay, I got a couple ironies here for you, and then we'll be done. The first one is just 
poetic justice. From Superior Word News, Bad Son, who turned his dad into the FBI over Capitol Riot, sets up a GoFundMe because his parents are kicking him out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Very good. And Zero Hedge. Antifa violence forces Portland bookstore to cancel book on Antifa violence. That's right. Such is the world in which we live. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is the Superior Word, and that is your prophecy update for the week.